A statistical fact, 59% of millennials who grew up in the church dropped out. Why did they leave? Where did they go? About 8% who left found God outside of the church. This is a podcast to find out how we can bring back those, the one the church lost. So, um, I we gonna just go right into it. So, what would you say is your first encounters at the church? Well, I mean, I was my parents. You know, when they had me, they were already in church. My mom, so my dad played drums, and he's he's a he's a minister also. Um, so I was pretty much born into it. But I mean, when church really became more than just a thing, I did. Um, just on the normal, I probably say I was in the range of maybe like 13 to where it became, okay, this is a thing because they actually had started introducing, uh, you know, the evolution theory and all these crazy stuff in school around that age. And, um, I was challenged with the thought process of is the God that I serve real and, um, being, you know, from where I'm from, I wanted to believe it. Um, but I had my doubts, you know, even through all the Sunday school that you could put me through, um, every, everything, you know, my pat, my, my bishop is a phenomenal teacher, but it's nothing like knowing God for yourself. So it actually put me in a place of, you know, seeking God for myself, both in prayer and in his word, you know, even at a young age. Um, so that was when God really became real to me because I saw him begin to reveal himself, you know, through his word as well as, you know, just through my personal relationship beginning to grow at that age. Yeah. So what, what would you say is, is that moment that you gave your life to the Lord? I know that a a lot of young people, um, go to church, but I I read in, in a book that um it's called not a fan and it's where one of the parents said i took my child to church but i didn't take him to meet jesus so what was your moment when you was like i'm giving my life to the lord i'm not just coming here to just sit and and play the drums mm, that's a real really good question because i mean you said the prayer you know a thousand times as a kid, Father, forgive me of my sins, you know, even though the, the spill. Um, huh. When it really became real to me, um, I want to say it was definitely around that same time I was describing. Okay. And uh, I want to say it was around that same time. I think I was in a service, a Sunday morning service, and I think my faith was at three to a five out of a hundred percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just the, the thought of can there really be this this Jesus who goes you know, but but what it was for me was I knew what I felt, you know. So being a lot of times we we neglect the actual study of the word because culturally a lot of us are moved off of our emotions. Mm-hmm. And I I wanted that to translate into knowledge to where I was able to at least explain or, you know, share my share the Jesus that I serve 
with someone and not just sound crazy. I wanted the historical context of it. But once I began to grab that foundation of things, um, nothing could deter me, you know. And at that moment, it was it was a real giving over of my heart to the Lord, you know, like, God, I'm yours at this point. Like, I know you to be the God um, who my parents taught me about, who my bishop taught me about. I, I know you, you know. So I want to say around that time, yeah. Like a Sunday morning. Yep. So, so, um, what would you say is the? Because uh, you 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 touched on it and, it and it just hit my mind. Because I have twin goddaughters that um that they pretty much were in the church, but not uh, unlike you, they 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 didn't stay. They left. One is they're both seeking God, but um one is saved now. The one is 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 getting there if you would um right right what, what would you say is the is because you said you know like our the culture of i let me just put it out there of church cliches of turn your plate down was that something that that made you like okay what are you talking about like what 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 do you mean by turn your plate Absolutely. All of that stuff was like, okay, I grew up doing it, but then to really question it, like, okay, why am I doing this? A lot of times, uh, we neglect giving foundational teaching for why, you know? It wasn't until a couple of years ago, and I grew up in church, that, you know, I really came to the understanding of why we do certain things. Um, and I, I think... Now, nowadays in our generation, my, my generation, I know we need the why. You know, don't just tell us to do something because you said to do it and because it's right. Why? Context. Give me that scripture in context. What was happening um, in that specific time? You know, why do we celebrate it now? Is it, uh, is it um, for for a tribute to our history or are we doing it because it means something now? Is it both? Um, and that could definitely be a deterrent because it's like, we're doing all these crazy things. Why are we drinking, you know, that the grape juice to represent his blood? And, and you know what I'm saying? Things like that. People could be like, oh, it's crazy. Like, it doesn't make any sense until they're given the context. And I, I realize that a lot of us as Christian believers do not know how to explain the scriptures, how to walk the text in a way where it's simple enough for the average person Mm-hmm. Want to believe what we believe, you know what I mean? It, it just sounds crazy. Yeah, because I, 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 I see a lot of times it's more about, you know, you just say what you say, and that's it, rather than breaking it down. Um, and one great thing that um, Bishop Sexton does, he breaks it down. Um, just right. remembering from his teachings, and um, that's one of the things I, I try to do as well when I speak or when I even teach. And um, so one thing that I'm, I've always been interested in, I believe right now you're you're uh, the youngest guest on our podcast right now is, do you see um, generations clashing because of these things? Absolutely. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um, because everyone has different thought processes. And especially if 
people in my generation have different thought processes. I know from generation to another one, we're all products of our environment. And the environment changes as time progresses. You know what I'm saying? Brooklyn now is not Brooklyn 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that's where I'm from. So I can see, you know, about seven to eight uh, Caucasian people walk down the block as opposed to 10 years ago. That was not a commodity at all. Mm-hmm. And um, different things like that breed different thought process. So as to then, uh, in the past where certain things were just um, standard and this is why we do this and that's that, you can't really hand that to this generation because we're the Google generation. Oh, how does this work? Okay, let me just open my phone mm-hmm. and find out for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that could definitely be a disconnect because now you're telling me something. And a lot of times, I, I hate to say it, but some of the scriptures that uh, the people before me quote, they misquote and, and also use it out of context. Mm. And that could cause us sometimes to lose respect for uh, what you have to say. Um, and by us, I mean my generation. It could cause us to lose respect for what you have to say because we may feel like, okay, you didn't study this well enough. Um, so it's like, okay, can I trust everything you have to say? And um, me, I learned to eat the meat and spit out the bones with a lot of things. Um, so for me, it may not be as bad, but for someone who didn't grow up in church, for someone who's just straight off the street, you have to give God to them in a way where... It's almost undeniable, and that that comes from time and also giving them the right information. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it reminds me of how even uh, generations be even past of when people didn't play with marbles because they they heard the scripture, marble not. You know, or even thinking about the strong drink, you know, people thought that soda was a strong drink. So it's, it's where... You know, you need to understand the context of of the scripture, and really understand. Even though you back then they didn't read, but it's where now you need to. You know, right. the people that that don't pl- like drink soda or go to the movies or you know um, different different cultural things because of what they heard rather than finding out themselves. And with, you know, your generation, I think is Generation Z, um, where you said, it, you know, Google's their best friend. And, right. you know, breaking it, breaking down all the information right there in the palm of their hands, rather than using the knowledge in, in, in your mind to out outnumber that, that thing that they have in their hand. So, one quick question, and... Um, I, I don't know if you have or you haven't, but have you ever uh, left the church in a period of time? Is like, okay, I'm 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 just gonna leave. I'm 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 not going to church because I'm tired. Or you know, have you ever had that break period of the connection with God? Um, physically, no. Okay. Mentally, yes. Okay. To where I would come and feel like, oh yeah, I'm not doing nothing. I'm 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 feeling disconnected. I'm but that was because of that barrier. You know, sometimes at a at an age we could get certain information and not know how to use it or not know what to do with it. 
Um, and by that, I mean, um, you know, you start studying things for yourself and uh, you may get discouraged that the fact that the doctrine is totally different than um, what the Bible can say sometimes. Um, and, and that could be difficult to accept that, you know, you know, us being, okay, I'm a part of the Church of God in Christ and a lot of the doctrine is not uh, just uh, what the Bible says, but it's what we're taught. So we're doing it out of obedience mm-hmm. and not necessarily because that's what the Bible says. And the understanding of that, a lot of people fight with that, yeah. especially, okay, we're talking about generations. It's like, oh, I'm just supposed to do this because uh, you said to do it. Where does it say it in the Bible? I started to feel like that, being honest. like, And then also with the older people coming down on me for little things I would do. Like when I grew my hair, I grew locks. I have locks. Mm-hmm. And it was a thing. Like, oh, you, you got long hair, you know. Bible says long hair, you know, it's for women. Where did it say that at? Um, you know, things like, okay, piercings, different things like that. Me reading the Bible in its context, I began to see for myself, okay, that was to separate us from pagans and different mm-hmm. things like that. And in the same text, it also tells us, okay, not to eat pork, not to eat seafood. Uh, it also tells us a lot of things that we tend to ignore. And, and every, and every, I want to say, whether it be the Seventh-day Adventists, Kojics, Baptists, we all have things that we choose to ignore in the Bible, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain things that all denominations ignore. And I had to learn that if I'm going to be a part of something, it's more so about obedience. You know, if if God gave me a leader and that's who I'm leading, I'm doing what they ask of me out of obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what where I had to come to. And I know that's hard for a lot of people because they feel like, well, if the Bible doesn't say it, why am I? Why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, so that can, that was the disconnect for me, and that was why. I kind of removed myself mentally um, for a period of time. So what brought you back? Uh, I I can't, I can't say it was one thing. I want to just say I just had a eureka moment and it was like, God just gave me a certain peace and an understanding that nobody verbally gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I had to, I think I had to go through that time, you know, yeah. to really understand why I was placed where I was placed and, you know, what God was doing with me and, um, and all I didn't get an understanding. So I had, a, I had to find the understanding, but, um, I had to gain the maturity to know what to do with that understanding, Got you know? Yeah. So I'm a flat out say it. Um, what, what are some things that are making uh, your generation or the generation, like, I think my generation is right under yours. I'm generation X. Um, what, what's making, what are some things that are making, um, your generation leave the church? Um, the intro in my, um, in this podcast is that 58% of millennials, um, that grew up in the church, left the church. What are some things that are, are happening that, that's happening. Um, I would say one is hypocrisy. Okay. Two is 
a lack of knowledge being given and also approach. How you deal with people is everything nowadays, you know. You can even see it in the culture of the NBA. You know, we get tic-tac little petty files and we're at the line. Um, as opposed to uh, Back in the 20 80s. years ago, you know what I'm saying? 30 yeah. years ago, it was a lot rougher, yeah, you know, you and you, you didn't just had to deal with that. For fighting. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And um, that's just the, the culture of my generation, which is... I, I would hate to use the word soft, but we, it's a lower tolerance. Let's say that. Okay. We have a lower tolerance for um, accepting things just because you say we're just supposed to accept it. Um, so, yeah, between between the the approach and the the hypocrisy, because a lot of times we just see across the border, a lot of times people not practicing what they preach. Mm-hmm. And um, that goes back to us realizing that uh, preachers and evangelists and ministers, and uh, they're, they're all humans mm-hmm. at the end of the day. We can't expect anybody to be perfect. But if someone says something that is right, yep. we, we have to go with what's right. Now, what they do in their personal life should not affect how we receive what is right and just go and do what's wrong because we see you do it wrong but preach it right. That's a a poor mindset that a lot of us have, you know, and that just goes back to what I said earlier with eating the meat and spitting out the bone. It's like, okay, I see that you're preaching what's right, even if you're not doing what's right, at least making strides. There's plenty of things that David in the Bible did that was totally against, um, what God would want, but the Bible still said he was a man after God's own heart. Do we deny that because of all the crazy things that he did? You know, we don't, we we can't, you know, and we shouldn't, you know, with other people. God has placed other people to be in the forefront for a specific reason. And the biggest thing is that they're still human and God uses human beings to show us who he really is. Mm-hmm. He can only use us. We still have flesh, you know. Adam still ate the fruit. So we have to deal with the fact that we still have sinful nature. And um, that doesn't that doesn't give you the liberty to sin or to, to, to just sin and think nothing of it. But it's to know that people can make mistakes, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's so yeah. true because, um, you know, I know a lot of young people or even just people my age that left because of what they saw. Um, you know, there's people that I know that saw one person in the uh, in the pulpit, then next thing you know, they saw that person in the club. So it's just where that hypocrisy is where, you know, it's like, which one are you? And... Right. That that turns a lot of people, especially that you don't know God, especially uh, even when you're you're um, just coming into um, being saved. You know, like how they say, you know, you're a babe in Christ, and then all of a sudden you see that, and it just blew blows your mind because it's wait, but aren't you the evangelist that was just doing this revival? Next th- next thing I see, you you got a you got a corona in your hand. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, but. 
that's that's one of the things that is very difficult to understand for for people um that aren't in the church is where you have God used them for a reason. God gave the, them that word, but you have to see that they're still human. They have to uh, deal with that when they meet the Lord. So, right. you know, and um, it's, it's very difficult to, to see. Now, this is a controversial question. Do you do you feel or do you think that the church is doing enough? Um, for the generations, gener- uh, millennials, Generation X, um, even and, and your generation of Generation Y, do you think the church, and I'm not just talking about um, our denomination, the Church of God in Christ, but um, Baptist, um, Methodist, do you think that that the church is doing enough for the, um, as one preacher said, the now generation? to um stay in the church. Mm. That is a very tricky question. Mm-hmm. Um enough. And the word enough is so subjective. That's why it's tricky because if if we're talking about to stay in um as a as a whole, I want to say I would have to say no. I would have to say no. Okay, why? And I would say no because we have to meet every everybody where they are, and um, certain people I just know from experience dealing with certain people they can feel disconnected at times. You know, I have the privilege of you know being a person. God bless me to, you know, be a balanced person um, where I can understand, I can understand the person on the street because of where I'm from, but still understand the person inside the church. And it's helped me, it's helped me to win souls. And at the same token, bringing them into the church, they may not want to be in the church um, because Churches are so different, and the the construct of culture has a lot to do with what churches people want to stay in. Mm-hmm. And um, because churches don't usually work with each other as much as they should, um, one church may not be be for you, but I should be able to point you to another church that can be for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of churches don't really do that, so it's it, it can be hard for someone, you know, around my age to, to stay in church because they have to feel like they're actually connected. And every church doesn't have that, you know, mm-hmm. that ability to connect with everyone. Yeah. So then, um, like you mentioned about the, like, having someone to come into the church and that staying capability. What are those, you know, if what do you think is some of those things that will have someone to stay at the church? Um, good question. Uh, the people who you, the people who you have to address them, um, also what the church has to offer. And what I mean by that is, um, 
we as the church have a hard time understanding that as time changes, people change. Now, there are churches that do do try to, um, I guess, I don't, I don't want to say pacify, but, you know, simplify certain things, certain events for, you know, the new believer. But we have to understand that everyone is not on the level of a person who grew up in church. So we have to make the person who just got saved last week feel like they can come and jump in and be a part of the learning experience and a part of the, the growth of the church, you know. Um, so different different events, finding out what young people like and um, the people of, you know, of today's culture, what they're into to try to win their soul. Like, um, me, personally, me using music, for example, because I'm a musician, I know a lot of times I can grab somebody's attention via music. That's something I can do. Um, Service-wise, everybody may not want to come to the regular service that opens up with a 30-minute prayer, and then uh, somebody may just want to come and just hear straight teaching and have an open dialogue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where you may not be able to hear that at a just a regular Bible study. You may, you may be able to ask a question, but that open dialogue, knowing who the person is and saying, okay, this person right here, it's you just right. So I guess that would be um, mentoring, sending mentors to different people in the church. So, hey, you, you, if you can't reach Bishop or if you can't reach the pastor, you can always reach me. And whatever you want to talk about, whatever questions you have, even if I don't know, we can walk the text too. We can study together. Different things like that to make people feel like you care about their soul, not like you just want them to come in church and drop their offering off, you know? Yeah, that's dope. I like how you said you, you uh, it's about their soul, not about their body being at the church, you know, because right. a lot of people just um, think that it's, it's a... Uh, the church is so huge, but you know what is the what is the amount of people that are saved and trans- their lives are being transformed, rather than just being in the number. So I, I I totally feel you on that. So Daniel, this is a moment in in our podcast. Um, I know you don't have a title, and titles don't really <laughs> um, don't really mean you know um, the anointing and 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 the call that God has on our lives. But um, this is where we have where it's, it's a virtual altar call. And um, as you as my guest, I ask that you, um, you know, uh, speak what's in your heart um, to, uh, you know, just have an altar call to um, your generation, my generation, generations behind us, as well as possibly the generations ahead of us um, to um, come to a virtual altar. So. If you can, if you can lead us into the altar call, it uh, it would be a blessing. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what I what I would like to say is, Jesus is for everyone. You know, Jesus, He's for everyone, for the old, the young, the new, the season. He, he's for all of us, and um, 
I, I pray that God soften the heart of the more seasoned and the old and give them what to say to the young because they have the information for us to grow. Um, they, they have the seeds that need to be planted to grow within us. Um, I, I pray that the young have an open ear, um, to, to hear what it is that they, the, the older generation has to say. Um, if you don't know Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, I just, I pray that I, I want you to get to know him. It'll, it'll be the best decision you've ever made um and, and it's so simple and it's so simple um all you have to do is express that you believe in your heart that he is lord and savior and that he died on the cross for your sins um so that your sins can be forgiven we pray that he forgives you for your sins and express that you'll turn away from you know the negative sinful things that you're doing or that you, that you have done. And it's really that simple. And the walk, um, the walk is an everyday walk. Um, it, it doesn't become easy because you've been in it longer. No, but when you love someone, when you love something, you do what it is to maintain it. Um, just like you love your mom, so there's certain things she may not like, so you don't do it. It's the same thing with God. Although you may love to do certain things, you may enjoy doing certain things, you have to understand that your your relationship with God is more important than just what you want to do. And in pleasing Him, the Bible says He'll give you the desires of your heart. Um, so I, I just welcome all to to Christ, to this altar, to this virtual altar. So you can give your life to Christ. And if, if you're giving your life to Christ and you're dealing with something in your personal life um, and it's been weighing on you, um, just lay it at the altar. God, I give this to you. There's nothing else I can do with it. I've, I've tried on my own. Um, but you also have to have the faith that he can do it. The Bible says faith without works is dead. So, so you need the faith. But you also have to work within yourself to make sure these things happen. But essentially, you can't do it without the faith that he can do it. Just give it over to him and, and allow him to do the rest. So, Father God, God, I thank you for another day that you've allowed us to see. God, I thank you for life, health, and stress. God, I thank you for all you've done for us today. God, I pray that everybody who hears this podcast be blessed. Lord Jesus, God, I pray that you word our mouths say what it is that you had to say and not just what we needed to say or what we felt we needed to say. God, I pray that you give God, uh, everyone who listened to it, a fresh anointing. Give them something new. God, please make them Christ representatives for you, Lord Jesus. For those who are weak in their belief, God, please give them the strength to believe, to believe that you are Lord. Please give them the information to see that you are the true and living God, the only the only Savior that we can ever depend on. God, we, we love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory for it. all belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Ravel, you blessed us, man. I appreciate you. Um, tell them where you go to church and who's your pastor. I go to church at Mount Sinai Cathedral Church of God in Christ, where my bishop is, Bishop Clarence Lewis Sexton Jr. 
Amen. Um, I'm, I'm glad to be a part. Thank you for thank you for. I, I feel honored to be a part. Actually, uh, it it's a blessing. Um, just just to see you um, grow because I I met you when you were um, a young a young teenager and to see the type of young man that you are and being a Christ representer, it's 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 breathtaking because um, you give hope. To uh, sometimes, you know, we we see young people that we probably ministered to, talked to, um, and worked with um, in the church, and then we see sometimes they may may stray away. But to see the the, the growth in you um, is truly an honor um, to to just have you here and be a true Christ representative. So thank you so much for being in the podcast. It is a pleasure, pleasure, definitely. All right.